Welcome to the Black Girl's Guide to Bad Dating. I'm Rhea. And I'm Sky. Grab a drink as we get into this next ish. And on tonight, we are coming to you straight from the streets of New York, talking to you about the late Kevin Samuels. The high value woman, an ode to Kevin Samuels, part deal. Take it away, Rhea. Okay, so we discussed in our last episode what the high value man was, according to the late Kevin Samuels. Um, when we say O to him, if you listen to the first episode, then you already know that O touched on that. It's not really an ode. Okay. Technically, based on the definition. But I mean, we with an if you listen to the first part, here the first part one. All right. If you listen to part one, we go into the ode and Rhea's poem off the rip. That was kind of dope. It's a vibe. Okay. <laughs> so now we're going to talk about the high value woman in our. Um, part one, we gave the definition of a high value man according to Kevin Samuels. So our disclaimer is this is all based on Kevin Samuels um, definitions. So his definition of the high value woman, it really was based on pure object- objectification as opposed to all the principles he laid out for a high value man. So when he provided his definition of a high value woman, he used that um there was a ranking system that he used. Yes. Um, he allowed... Okay, the ranking system was based on the sexual marketplace. Okay? Value. He always... The sexual marketplace value. He always asked women to rate themselves from anywhere from 1 to 10. He always asked for the height, the weight, and the dress sizes. And that is what he used to help determine if someone was high valued. He also asked about if they had any children. He also asked about their age. He also asked about where they lived. Um, You know, what are they doing? You know, if they're natural or not. I mean, he really went on just pure physicality. I think there was only one of his um, episodes where he provided a little bit more depth to support these where he said that you know a high value woman is also someone who will be the man's peace or will um what is it show some emotional support and you know not try to cut me so he gave all types of additional excuse me additional definition but it was really stemmed on the sexual marketplace value right. that's what he determined and i mean when people started giving out their numbers and started dishing out that information, that conversation changed real quick. Because you can hear in his tone, the moment someone said their age, if they were in their 30s or if they were in their 20s, you heard the difference in his tone. If someone was in their 30s, it was like, okay. It was like, it was almost like a, here we go. Right. Then if someone was in their 20s, okay, it was like, okay, you have a chance. You know, you still right. have a chance at life. Um, so you could, you hear, you heard that, um, in his conversations, Rhea will definitely go into great detail, but I just really wanted to touch on what his definition was of a high value woman. And then you saw the Mm. difference Mm. in how he treated Mm. non-celebrity and the two key episodes that really took my breath away was (laughs) 
that took my breath away yeah. was the his interaction with Nicki Minaj. First of all, I love Nicki. I don't care what anybody say about so her. So do I. I love her. I'm all about um, that. Okay. Because if you really look at, at that <laughs> that live, I think it was a live actually. I don't know if she if he asked her to join her live or whatever. Let me I don't know. Jack here. I don't you know, know how everybody be scared of Nikki. But okay. he wanted to, but that just goes to show he and his tone and how he dealt with her changed because in his mind she was the high she was a high value woman. Nikki Minaj? In based on his definition oh, okay. of a high value woman. I love her, but I don't know about that. Watch it now. <laughs> based on his definition, everybody ain't perfect. And Nikki I love, got no, her I, ways and I Nikki love, got everything. I love some Nikki. I love some Nikki. Mm. Um, and, but Nikki was super sarcastic with him. And I don't even think he caught it. He was just like, I'm so happy to be here. Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other, the other um, live was Tommy from Love and Hip Hop. It was Love and Hip Hop, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the Love and Hip Hop. Now, Tommy crazy. Atlanta. I know she's crazy. From Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I know she's crazy and we know she needs some help. I love I love me some Tommy though. So her body's banging. I love me some Tommy. I don't I pray for Tommy. I want her to get I do <laughs> I love her. I love her. I know what she, she wanna do with her trauma bond. I know that she got <laughs> issues and everybody be coming for her and she be going hard at people, but I love me some Tommy. I hope she heals whatever she gotta deal with. But when he dealt with her oh homie was scared because he was like oh hi Tom. you're a beautiful young lady hi but you. according like, to his his thing she doesn't fit but he he ain't tell that shit to tommy <laughs> i wish he would tell tommy that try to yo find that google that ish she would have came out real quick the first other, of all, other first tommy of all first of all <laughs> and i'm clapping that's right because tommy was in the car with her friends <clears throat> She was in the car with her friends, and Tommy was like, who you? You, Kevin, so what you got to tell me, Kevin? What you got to say about me? But you know, she's a softier heart. Eventually, she, you know, she was like, you know, I just want to deal with someone who's loving. You know, so she came out. But he, you see this whole tell me your age and your height and your weight. Nigga was like, oh, hi, Tommy. Oh, my God, you're, you're a beautiful young lady. So tell me a little about yourself. Nigga, you know who Tommy was. You know who Tommy is. Tell me a little about yourself. You know her. So anyway, <laughs> just keeping those things in context because that's when I was just realized this dude is really trash. Trash. Those words, I have, trash. No, I have no other words. But again, in keeping in mind his definition of a high-value woman and the people he spoke with on his show that called in to his show <sighs> compared to how he dealt with Nicki Minaj and Tommy from Love & Hip Hop, he treated them differently. With respect. Obviously. With respect. Because based on his definition of a high-value woman, they met that. Now, he said that you have to be, if you're lower than an eight, then you lower your chances of attracting a high value man. So let's talk about that real quick. Um, first of all, um, I don't understand that capacity because I don't understand that in any any capacity. Because let's just talk about that. There's tons of good looking black whip men out here with raggedy looking women and there's tons of good looking black women out here with raggedy looking men. Mm-hmm. So obviously those physical attributes are not the only things that are necessities for attracting 
what you call a high value man. That could also be staying in your lane, though. If that's who you get. <laughs> It, it, it could be staying in lane. It could be staying in lane. But also, the my bigger issue with him is this, right? Well, the people that he chose on his show are, are not a reflection of the the average oh, yeah. black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say that, in terms mm-hmm. of his definition, the average black woman has more makes more money than his high value man. Mm-hmm. Um, the average black woman is also more educated than the average black man. And if anyone needs to ascertain the necessities need the necessity necessities that are required to obtain someone, it should be the black man to the black woman. Because at this point in our society, white men are on the same level as black women, but black men in general are nowhere close. Are nowhere close. So I need to put myself on a level to meet the needs of a dude who might not necessarily even make the six figures I make because only 10% of black men make six figures. Mm-hmm. All right. So where they at? I mean, don't get me wrong. I've dated a lot of men that do make six figures, but you make six figures yourself. Right. And they're, those men were not top of the line. They thought they were top of the line in their heads. They were probably listening to Kevin Samuel. Probably. That's you. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. That's a, okay. Anyway. And then um, the other thing that's really important is that who are the women that he chose, son? Like, who are the like, women he chose he, to be on the show? Yeah. Like, he chose women that were trauma bonded, that women who had low self esteem, women who were divorced multiple times or divorced and had babies and had children. And he also made, like, children are a blessing. Don't get me wrong. Like, he, it was like, if you have a child, and you're looking for a man, your value is decreased. And it was just like, dude, you're 56. Your penis doesn't even work anymore the same way it did before. If you are 56 and your penis works well, you have to be a dude who eats, first of all, it's 100% of fact. Go Google it, dudes, black men alike, that once you get to your, you, a men are in their primes in their 20s. Not in their 30s, not in their 40s, in their 20s. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make sure that you you keeping your penis right, you need to eat right, you need to, you need to be right. fit, fit, and you can't eat greasy foods. Right. A lot of black men ain't doing that. So when they're hitting 50, if they can keep it up for longer than 15 minutes, that's a fucking miracle. So, and I've dated at least three 50-year-olds in their 50s, and I will tell you, two of the three did not get it up. One, The other one, I can't speak for him because we didn't have sex. But the other two... I was like, what is happening? One couldn't get it up and was like, please don't move. Just stay there. And the other one <laughs> was like, if I got 10 good minutes, it was a miracle. So you can't tell me this dude is 56 and he died during sex or right after as a result of complications of sex. You can't tell me that like at 56, you a high value man and you can't even keep it up. But at 38, you low value when you when your libido is at its highest. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. But let me I'm, listen. Like oh, he went to sleep permanently. <laughs> so <laughs> the other woman that he chooses is women. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, God. No, I'm not. But um, searching for a daddy. You always looking for chicks who search my daddy. Oh like, yeah. They come on. They coming on to Kevin because they're like you know. And then one one chick. Sometimes I had to look at these women like, why? What are you like? You can't. You don't. You take do some self. 
freaking what is it self introspection whatever the freaking phrase is yeah 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 because you I like and the thing about it and the other part that bothered me was besides the celebrities he always had raggedy looking women on first of all and then if they told him he, they were an eight or above he was like no you're no, not no you're not no you're not no and you're then, not sometimes we would have like you're as beautiful as you think you are now okay like all right now nah, i know we all for empowerment but that's not true and then the other thing is why you had a girl who I, i'm all for the naturals but he always had raggedy looking black women who didn't wear no makeup and who might need to get their teeth fixed might need to get their hair combed might be overweight might have a defect on the face that we don't know why they look like the way they look mm-hmm. like it was always something like that and that is not the characteristic of all black women and he if you're always showing this characteristic that is stereotypical that is misogynistic that is ster- that is racist in, in origin, it's a problem. And you a black man perpetuating that? Like, I don't have no respect for that. I don't, really. And honestly, I think a big component that we need to address here is um, self-hate, right? Because if you, as mm-hmm. a black person, male or female, mm-hmm. want to be like something else that is not black, mm-hmm. you don't like yourself. Yeah. Whether you know it or whether it's, sub- whether it's subconscious or whether you know it, it does not matter whether it's conscious or subconscious. You don't like yourself. And for a black man who has a black mother to sit down and spend his whole vlogging career, because we don't know, I don't know where this fool came from, on breaking down black women, it boggles my mind. And I could not watch him. And I was like, I will not give him any viewership from the Victoria or the anybody <laughs> that I know. Not the Sharina, not the Victoria, not the Camilla, not the Olivia, not the anybody that I know. I'm not adding to that viewership, okay? Yeah, I mean, to, just to touch on also on the point of self-hate, I think one of the things that um, always stood out, whenever I listened to him and he, comp- and he talked about family, he always referenced or referred to white family or Asian family or Latino families. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Um, he always used those as examples of what the family standard should be. Do we not have black families in black communities? Because last time I checked, both Rhea, myself, and Sky <laughs> over here, my I got a daddy, I got a daddy and a mama, and they've been married for 40 years. Guy over here got a daddy and a mama, and they've been married for her whole life. So I'm confused. I'm confused when you got two people, you you referencing white people like black people don't have families. And yes, slavery has created oh, a big ass rift. Like it's a fact in the black um, family, but that does not mean that black family does not con- does not exist, exactly. and black tradition does not exist. So. The fact that, and not just in the family, but he literally told black women that they should take notes from white women mm-hmm. and be like them. And be like them. More You're submissive, a, less argumentative. First of all, it's a stereo. I get really angry, and I'm, this is my, my angry black woman situation. Black woman. I get really angry when black people are always, when black women are always termed as aggressive or angry why first of all hold up we have a right to be angry we have a right to be angry because of people like kevin samuels but not even that 
Why is it that when we assert ourselves, we're angry? Why is it that when we are passionate about something, we're angry? But when black men, when white women who are passive aggressive, oh yeah, and who go out of their way to do wicked things, not all times, but sometimes, especially in the workplace, or who are like, you know, plot and plan for people, they're not considered aggressive or angry. Passive aggression is anger. I don't know if you know what it is. It's it's actually thought out anger. Whereas, yeah. so you you're you're going hard to be manipulative. Whereas someone who's actually angry and speaks out on it is someone who is just being straightforward, right? So we're demonized for that. Whereas, I mean, you shouldn't always act on your anger, right? But it's like we have to work harder. And then on top of that, now we're aggressive, now whatever. Sometimes you're not even aggressive. Sometimes it's like, hey, like Shelly, I just didn't appreciate what you did. Oh my God, honey. You're really aggressive right now. Mm -hmm. Right? So whenever you explain your feelings, then you're being aggressive. All right? So black women on a regular have to deal with being gaslit by society. And not only gaslit, but love bombed. And now we come to a Kevin Samuels who want to gaslit us all day and talk about now, how about you be like Susie? How about you be like, you know, these other women, these white women, and then you'll get a black man. So the reality is there, it makes no sense to have a man who is saying that black women, in order to be high value, are it's only a surface thing. But then at the same time, we need to have the attitude of a white woman. So you don't want us to essentially be ourselves. We have to have the personality of a white person. We need to be submissive and we need to accept. And then let's go to the fact that he said, if we want to accept a high value man and get a high value man, we need to accept that they will have mistresses. They will have, oh yes, I remember that. And, and, and if you are more willing to accept the mistresses, then you can, you will have a beneficial relationship with a high value man. So, um, that was wild. I don't believe in fairy tales. And so, and there's so many men who adopt this and accept this and some women who feel and believe this stuff and believe that, you know, there, there's no hope for them will accept these types of things because this is what. They're here. Well, according to him, Donald Trump would actually be a high value uh-huh. man. Yeah. Right? And Rush Limbaugh. And um, the, a lot of men in the Ku Klux Klan as well, because they are in a fraternal organization. And they also um, they also are like, uh, makes, a lot of them do. There are a few that make $10,000 a year. I mean, a month. A month. Um, so technically, though, they would fit. They have so, the ability to be of use by other. Guys. Yes, because they, they need to be a use to prepare. So technically, he's a he's a self hating black man. Well, he was a self hating black man, and um, honestly, the, his objectification of women did not really deal with the deeper issues that relationally black and and black men and black women had and i think that's the bigger issue that he could have been so beneficial to the black community but instead he used his platform to demonize black women and to cast them in a light that made not only black people because he did have other viewers so Mm -hmm. if if you're a black person talking about black women and then you have and I, i i don't mean this with any offense, but I'm still gonna say retarded ass black women on your show. Then, then what is the world looking at us as? You didn't show educated women. 
And I mean, I like Nicki Minaj, I like Tommy, but they're not educated. He did not show educated women. He did not show the median African-American, if we're not even talking about just educated, who had sense, who went through like decent relationships, who he, who had decent experiences. He showed women who had trauma, who were victimized, and who were seeking some form of assistance. And once they spoke with him, he broke them down. Right, and then I mean, in one he told a girl, "Bitch, get off my phone." Another one he told a girl that she's a linebacker and she's she's lucky if um um with the fact the way she could run that if a man that was high value would even look at her. So I mean, these are all things to think about. And if you're a man, this I, I'm not going to talk to men other than to say this: if you have a daughter, would you tell your daughter what Kevin Samuels told? women if you have a mother would you go to your mother and tell her what kevin samuels told women if you had an aunt or a grandmother who raised you would you tell that to your grandmother or your aunt if you had a sister would you tell her to do the things that kevin samuels told you and if you can't say a yes to that shut the fuck up and stop telling (laughs) (laughs) and stop stop co-signing this shit (laughs) <laughs> right? Stop co-signing this shit, Memorial. This nigga ain't no legend. Okay, he's a nigga. He's a true nigga. And I'm not saying a nigga with an A. He's a nigger. Okay? Oh, Lord. So, right? good riddance, wherever you at. And on that note, you can't confuse a penny for a dollar. You can catch us on Spotify, on Anchor, on Google, on YouTube, on Apple iTunes, any, not Apple iTunes, but Apple Podcasts. On any platform where you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Without you, there would be no us. Peace out. Bye.